So are you that guy? That's a very loaded question. Are you that guy? We're into now uh, week four, or our fourth episode of the podcast. I'm Ben McVie. That's Chris Brown over hey. there. Uh, we're in uh, my dining room, enjoying uh, what is now our third week in a row of a fine Malbec poured into some nice glasses. You're a red wine fan, so I always have it ready for you. Absolutely. I appreciate it. It goes it goes a long way. Sure, sure. Well, and no, it doesn't go a long way when you spill the shit all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Are you that guy? Appar- I mean, I, I'd like to say that I, I'm not. Definitely, I would like to say that I'm not, but the, the evidence is, is mounting. Right. Like, there's always inevitably that one person who, I mean, and you just showed up, you just came from work, you're clearly not inebriated, but mm-hmm. you spilt a glass of wine all over the place. Yeah, and, well, I mean, the joke's on me because I spilt it all over my notebook, and, like, right. I have some really, really precious ideas in that notebook that sure. I might have been lost into the ether of time, so, okay. you know, I, I, I definitely paid the time. price. Yeah, that's poetic. That was in my notebook as well, that, that little phrase. All right. I am not the spiller, but that's why I'm asking. I'm not saying this is one spill, which no, I, does not make you that guy. I'm just curious. No, Are I'm, you that guy? I'm I'm definitely the spill guy. You're that um, guy. But I also, I'm, I'm the guy that spills, but I'm not the guy that spills and walks away from the problem. Like, I'll definitely, the first thing I need to do is clean it up. And you were on that like a firefighter on a grease fire. Absolutely. Like, you yeah. had the blanket out, shit, it was stop, drop, and roll. It was crazy. Oh, for sure. Like, I busted out, like, I, I had some, like, wet floor cones that I had to set out and, oh my you know, God. make sure everybody was, everybody was in a, in a safe distance away, you know? Yeah. Ambulance just left, I swear to God. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, so that's taken care of. Uh, We had a request uh, from uh, Marilyn on our Facebook page. It's the Ben and Chris show, uh, name change pending. Yeah, yeah. Um, But for now, that's what it is on Facebook. And uh, Marilyn mentioned, talk about your dangly bits. I, I've I've been looking forward to the opportunity to have an audience to finally talk about my dangly, dangly bits, bits, you sure, know, because yeah. typically when I start talking about uh, my dangly bits, the uh, bus driver tells me to get the fuck off the bus. Uh, I was going to say I can relate, but I really can't. How are your dangly bits, Chris? I think they're a little hesitant because they feel the warmer weather coming. So, right. so like I, I feel like they're a little bit, they're gearing up for right. you know the inevitable um discomfort that to come in the in the july and august months you know see you're 32 yes. and i know that scientifically most people say that males enter their sexual prime at like what 18 19 uh yeah that wasn't the case for me but um, and, and then it's all downhill um but I, I feel like your dangly bits hit their prime right around your age 32 Oh yeah. 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 Like I'm at peak balls. You're at peak balls right now where, you know, your balls are not going to get any bigger, but they're not, (laughs) they're not, you know, you don't have the bat wings going on that I do that I got to keep repairing. So so here's a question. Fixing and adjusting. It's so awkward. So here's a question. Like, do you, as you get older, do you have to like adjust your underwear game to, you know, accommodate? I am told that that is something that I have to look into. Yeah, because I really I'm not saying I'm wearing the same underwear I was 16 years ago. Yeah. But, you know, I haven't made any adjustments and I'm told, you know, like wick away, breathable, sweat free material. Wow. Holds them in tight. Yeah. Gives them a hug. Sweet. I've seen like there's one called Saks. They're they're boxer briefs, Mm. but they actually have like a pocket that sits outside of the actual underwear itself so you have to like lift up your junk and like place them dump in it the into pocket. the pocket yeah yeah 
It's a real, <laughs> it's a real kangaroo situation. Right. But, um, I've never tried them before. Um, I, I asked if I could try them on in the store, but they weren't having any of that. <laughs> um, no, they didn't have any samples. Right. And would you yeah. really want to try a sample with your dang, no. dangly Yeah, lips? no, absolutely no. not. I was just, yeah. All right, let's get on to more uh, serious topics. So what are your thoughts on men wearing sandals in general? Like, do you think it's appropriate footwear for men? Yes. Okay. That's all I wear in the summer. Yeah, I'm, I'm a better ankle socks and some crappy running shoes. But predominantly, I'm a thong flip-flop sort of guy. Yeah. So, okay. So we're exactly the same. Cause I, I get like, people give me shit for wearing sandals and everyone's like, Oh, what the, what a fucking, that's gross. I don't Do they see complain about the noise too? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I get, I get that. And also even the people, so, so uh, uh, t- I'm also the thong sandal where, sure. right. And I get shit for that because people like everyone looks at me like I'm I'm a sociopath by wearing like thongs. But I, hey I man, just, like I wear thong sandals because it's unacceptable for me to be barefoot. And in the summer, if I could be barefoot all the time, I would be barefoot. I agree. Damn right. I agree. Damn right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I think socks and shoes to continue are like the shackles of modern man. And I, and I think, and I think if we, <laughs> and I, I think, I think once everybody comes to the, come to, comes to accept that and, and, and throws our socks and sandals, much like, you know, like the women burn bras, like back in the sixties sure. for like suffrage and stuff. Sure. I think, I think once we, everyone realizes that shoes and socks are bullshit, like we'll all come together into like this and build a utopia. If you look on our Facebook page, the, Ben and Chris show, you will see this quote that Chris has superimposed upon a starry sky that simply <laughs> says, ketchup is for assholes with my name underneath it. And I stand behind that. Ketchup is for assholes. Yeah. But I do feel like a second quote is coming up. Socks and shoes are the shackles of modern men. <laughs> Seriously, man. Seriously. Yeah, that's some, that's some existential, deep, yeah. you know, sociological But, but you know, commentary. a bunch of people are going to get behind that. Would you, would you, would you ever wear sandals to uh, a concert? I made that mistake once. Did you? Yeah. And invariably some dick's going to stand on the front of your sandal mm. and pull it off and it's gone. And then you're barefoot with your one bare foot in a puddle of swill of spilled beer and plastic cups and. Okay. So you wearing sandals, would you, and somebody stepping on your foot and you losing a sandal in the chaos of the Hall and Oates concert. Um, <laughs> would you? <laughs> okay. All right. You made I'm yourself pain- laugh, obviously. Go ahead. I'm painting a picture. Yes. Okay. I love Hall and Oates. Yeah. All right. I actually happen I'm to love okay Hall and I'm okay with Hall and Oates. But anyways, would you say that, that the person that stepped on your foot causing you to lose the sandal is a, a concert asshole? Or no. would you say you take full responsibility I'd for your choices? I take full responsibility. I shouldn't have had sandals on. Yeah, that's the mature thing. I mean, your yeah. feet get stepped on all the time at concerts. If it's a really good concert and people are up and they're jumping and everything else, and it's my fault. I shouldn't have worn sandals, and that's why I don't anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel as though you've just made a very effective segue in the concert I was try- I was working hard. You are working yeah. hard at it, man. You got a little bit of sweat on your oh, brow. Oh, for sure, yeah. But before we get to that, favorite Hall & Oates song, Mr. Fan? Oh man, um, the man eater. Yeah, no way. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, there's. I don't know what it is about that song. Yeah. Um, 
Well, no, it's it's probably just the baseline. Like for me, the baseline just drives it, and yep. and it's it's just so well layered, and and it builds so well. And then by the next thing you know, you're dancing in the the chip aisle at fucking Fortinos. Oh, yeah. So let's get to concert etiquette because sure. this is something that we committed to talking about. Yeah, and there are a lot of do's and don'ts at a a, a concert, whether it's a rock show, a country show, jazz, blues, name your genre. There are things you just don't do and you should do at a concert. And I think there are some definite do's as good concert etiquette. So like things that you're supposed to do. Things that you're supposed to do. Okay. For example, I like I, you know, I spent my 20s in the 90s and I was never a fan of the mosh pit. I think it's for dicks, just like ketchup. Mm-hmm. Mosh pits are ridiculous. But if somebody falls down for whatever reason next to you, you pick them up. Absolutely. Yeah. If somebody drops something that they don't notice because they've had a few too many or whatever, you pick it up and you hand it back to them. You don't wait for them to stagger away and then pick it up and take it home, which a lot of people do. Yeah. So take care of your neighbor would be my first concert do. Yeah. Do you know what my, you know what my, my concert strategy is? Yes. So I'll, if, if it's standing area, even if it's not standing area, uh-huh. um, what I'll do is I will, before the show, like I'll roll a bunch of doobies. Sure. Right. And then I'll, um, I would, I would tell you, I would tell you where I hide them, but I don't want to tip off any of the, you know, any workers at, you know, ACC. Let's just say long story short. Believe me, any guy who's been working security at one of those shows has seen every hiding spot. One time my buddy, we had, my buddy had a hoodie on and we put, um, we put a Mickey of rum in his hood. And then safety pinned it closed so that it wouldn't open and just walked straight through. You got into the show. No problem. Yeah. See, you, yeah, you got, speaking of dangly bits, you, yeah. got, you got some big ones, man. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, I'm that nervous guy. Going into concerts, I've always been like, no, no, I'm not hanging on to that. Yeah. No, no interest. I'm not taking that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Scenario. So, so to my strategy is you roll up a bunch of dudes before you, yep. you smuggle them in somehow. These are concert dues. Yeah. So, yes. and then what you do is. You, if, especially like I, I, am I like to, if I'm standing area, sure. uh, sometimes I like to be around my friends, but sometimes I just like to disappear into the crowd and just be co- around complete strangers. It's my wife. Right. So, so what I'll do though, and, and when I choose to do that, cause I, I, I have this in my back pocket so that I know that I'll always be surrounded by friends, regardless of if they, I know them now, or if I meet them there, is you pull up the dude, I light it, take a couple couple puffs and look around and see all the people that are sniffing the air and, and looking pass around it on. and you pass it around. That's a concert do. A concert do. Absolutely agreed. Like a hunt, like with, with pure generosity, like with no, get your fill Absolutely. the first time and just give it away to the world. Right. And, and, and the, 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 just like the, even, even if you offer to somebody and, and they say no, which you're just like, okay, cool, whatever. But like, there's some of these weird moments that you always get when you're in those situations. And it, it's just, you get, it's just that you get like this overwhelming, like good vibe, good energy around sure. you. And like everyone around you is just cool immediately. Like nobody's messing with you after, like everyone sure. sees you as the guy that's just like hooking everybody up or whatever for nothing. It's like a crazy way to kind of, you know, that's change. That's a concert yeah, do though. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you have to take care of the people who consider them concert don'ts. In other words... I don't bring 
joints into concerts. Sure. I just don't. I get all nervous. You obviously have no problem with it. But once you get in there, share. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. I don't do the mosh pit, but I do have sympathy for people who enjoy the mosh pit. Fair. Yeah. You pick them up. Yeah. What's your concert don't then? If you were going to name one. Recording with your phone. Okay. It's fucking pointless. Nobody's watching your bullshit concert video. Nobody. And like nowadays, it's it's the only reason people go to concerts now. Because you like share that you're watching and they're not even watching the show. And you're like, watching a concert. You just paid ninety dollars, a hundred and forty dollars, yeah. three hundred and twenty dollars, whatever it might be, to watch a concert through a four-inch screen on your phone. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I went to a, a Lumineers show. Um How they were fu- they were crazy yeah. good, and one of the best parts is they they did like this little takeaway where they they went on a stage in the middle of the crowd, and they played um, they played uh, Subterranean Homesick Blues by Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan. and yeah. it was brilliant, and it was just a really stripped down version. But anyways, I mean the demo is young tweens essentially. It's like you know the the pickup drop off area area at the end of the concert was full of moms and dads. Let's Every time I go up. to one of those shows, like yeah. a Lumineer show, everybody yeah. asks me, "Who are you here to pick up?" Yeah. Where's your kid? Yeah. And all, no, I'm just here to see the show. And all anybody, <laughs> all, all anybody ever did was taking pictures the whole time. And it was just like, uh, in, in. if I could ask, paint a picture then of the most annoying cell phone recorder at a concert. Paint a picture. Okay. Well, I mean, I would say anybody that brings anything other than a phone to record, like I've seen people bust out an iPad before and that was oh, absurd. How do you get one into a concert? I have no idea. You get joints into concerts. Yeah. Never mind that. How do you get an iPad into yeah. a concert? I, I think they should shake down people for iPads and, and start stop looking for dubs and, and start looking for iPads. Agreed. Have um, you not sat at a show? And this uh, this will be another concert don't for me. Don't stand through the whole show. Yeah, that's Every fair. band, no matter how good, every band has those couple songs where they know everybody's going to get a beer or everybody's going to go take a leak. Or everybody's just going to sit down and chill out for a second. You're seeing a great band. You're moved to your feet. You're up. You're dancing for a little while. Everything's cool. But then they hit that ballad that we all know that they've got coming. Unless it's Metallica or ACDC. Well, ACDC. Yeah. Regardless, they got those songs where you sit and you just chill out for a bit. But then there's that person in front of you that feels they need to record the whole fucking concert. And here's what gets me. And I'm with you is the person who's holding it up so high that their phone is in my line of vision. I'm a row behind them, and all I can see is their four-inch screen. If you're going to film something on a tiny screen, you better be looking at it and not holding it up so you're seeing the show and I'm seeing your four-inch screen, you dick. Yeah, I totally feel that. Um, as a short man, you know, I, I can definitely, I definitely feel that. Just put it down. Yeah. Enjoy the show. Yeah. Enjoy the show. I just, I, I'm with you. I don't get the concept of spending that much money to go to a concert to watch it through the screen on your phone. No, it's, 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 I mean, that's, that's the thing though, is like, I, I feel like so many people are just not really concerned about going to show, to the show, to experience the show. Yeah. They're really just going to the to show, to, 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 show to show people that, yo, I'm, I live really- a, I live a fun life. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I get that to a certain extent and I can even get like, like I've definitely, I'll take a picture 
Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'll do. Like I'll take a picture if I, if I want to, sure, and then I'll just put fine. my phone away. Yeah. Then I'll just put my phone away for the rest of it. I'm like, okay, that's all I need. I, I don't need every song. And then, and then flip the camera and show me singing along to the song with my friends and then flip it back. And then it's just like, it's crazy. Okay. So, okay. I'm going to throw in my concert etiquette. No, no. Number Great. one, don't air anything. Unless it's singing, but you can't sing out loud. Don't sing along with the band. Yeah. I'm a and singer. I've done this a couple times and caught myself and gone, stop it. Stop it. Because if you're singing loud enough to overturn what the singer's doing, mm. don't do it. I went and saw Simon and Garfunkel in 1994 and Gordon Lightfoot and Blue Rodeo opened the show. And... Uh, Simon and Garfunkel come out and I mean, they're in the Sky Dome, right? Rogers Center, whatever you call it now. And they're, you know, it's not exactly uh, acoustically sound, but Art Garfunkel is singing Bridge Over Troubled Water, a cappella, and he is fucking nailing it. Like, I mean, out of the park, nailing it. Except there's a guy three or four rows behind me who figures he can sing as well as Art Garfunkel and he couldn't sing as well as a cat on fire. And this guy's singing along and just killed the whole experience. Rolling Stones, Steel Wheels Tour, 1989. Guess who I sat beside? Oh. Charlie fucking Watts. Guy air drummed through the whole show. And I mean, this is Charlie Watts, the tightest, most economical drummer. The guy's elbows are in tight to him. This guy is playing the Rolling Stones like he's Neil Peart. Like, I mean... <laughs> His arms are all over the place. And that was on one side of me. Keith Richards was on the other side. Oh. Guy air-guitaring, and I mean rocking back and forth. Don't do that. Air anything at a guitar or at a concert, not cool. So I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that you were flanked by the drummer and guitar player for the Rolling Stones and that you weren't inspired to do your best to Mick Jagger. No. No, I wasn't. I, 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 well, because, you know, like... it. it there would be no measure of revenge there. These guys are so oblivious to everybody around them. Yeah. Or even the band that's on stage. They're both focused on copying the notes and high hat of Charlie. Dicks. Don't air anything. Air guitar. Maybe trombone. That's okay. But don't air air something. At a concert. That is my number one concert etiquette rule. Cool. So air air boning is fine, but air air drumming. Air boning is fine. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're air tromboning, the worst you can do is punch the guy in front of you in the back of the head. And chances are he's holding his fucking cell phone up. He deserved it. Yeah. Air trombone that guy right yeah. in the back of the skull. That's that's funny. There yeah. you go. And then you could just say, Oh, sorry, I sorry, there's man. there's a there's a trombone solo that I, I was really needed to get get on. Right. Yeah, air boning. Sure. Um I know it's a Yanni concert, but somewhere there's a trombone <laughs> in here. Fuck it. Um I am I'm I I don't want to spend I guess too much time on it, but I am definitely guilty of, of singing at the show. Singing. And, and probably okay. obnoxious but I'm not like, like really a bad loud? singer. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like probably Probably at some points, but I've done it a couple times. Too, yeah. And I always catch myself. Yeah. Like, I'm loud. So I, yeah. I always dummy up. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's good. Car, that's fair though. In the that's car, good. that's fine. At a concert, people are paying a lot of money to see the band. They don't want to hear you. Yeah. You know what? I think, and I they think don't want to see your take on the phone. 
you, the, it's been a successful uh, singing at a concert intervention for me, and I'm definitely going to be mindful of that next time I go to a show because I like usually sing yeah. It, but just you know, sing, yeah, sing along at this volume. You don't need to sing it out. It's that kind of a noise, everybody. It drives people out of control. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But usually, most of the time when I'm at a show, like I'm better than the, the lead singer. So most people <laughs> just like usually like this, my surrounding area, like they they turn and face me instead. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's happened a lot. And they're then, holding yeah. their lighters up to you. Not yeah. Like exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. So that's uh, that's our thing on concert etiquette. And I mean, this is an ongoing conversation. Uh, between cell phones and uh, air anythinging, uh, add it on to our Facebook page. That's where this shows up. Obviously, you're here now. Uh, the Ben and Chris Show, name change pending. Yeah. So um, just just to go back on on the the uh, concert etiquette. Oh um, yeah. Not not to not to keep it going. But, no, no, no. but go, there, go. there's definitely there's definitely a band shirt at concert etiquette that oh, we'll we'll touch okay. on we'll touch on in another time because that's a completely different thing. And well, we've throw got, a we've question got some other out stuff. there. Yeah, for, for anybody who's going to post, what's your question? Because everybody's got a theory on this. What is your question regarding band T-shirts at a concert? This. Well, I don't. It, it's interesting. I, I think there's a lot of people that that feel that wearing the the T-shirt of the band that you're going to see mm-hmm. at the show is is offside. And I'm just curious to see what people think about it. I don't want to, I don't want to taint anybody's opinion just yet. Um, but I would be curious to see what people think, because I, I think, you know, it's definitely acceptable if you're going to like WWE live and you want to wear like your, you know, hmm. your undertaker shirt, or sure. if you're going to like be a Bieber show and you wear a Bieber concert shirt. Um, but like, if you go to see Morrissey, Okay. You know, I, I, there's, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shades I've to that. I've got a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, that's it, man. That's, that's it. I, I, I can't, I can't best that Morrissey impression. So I, that's for sure. I think if you're going to wear a concert t-shirt, it's okay if it's, you can't wear another band's t-shirt to the concert. That. If you're going to a concert, you can't wear the concert shirt that you bought that night. However, if you're going to see the Eagles reunion tour and you've got your 1976 Eagles tour t-shirt still intact, then you should goddamn well wear that. Yeah, that's that's some serious street cred if, if you, you can, show up you, with right, it. If you can throw a little bit of history into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like I, I would say that you can wear another band's t-shirt as long at, at somebody else's show, as long as it fits the theme. So like, for example, like I went to an arcade fire shirt show Show, and I wear a David Bowie t-shirt. Right. It's pretentious as fuck. I need some time to think about that. That's fine. Well, okay. Well, that's the question. All right. Was I wrong to wear a David Bowie T-shirt to an, an arcade, arcade fire, fire show. show. We're gonna sure. leave that. There. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's just let's just set that set that aside, and we'll we'll touch on it next well, time we get together. The question posted. It's the Ben and Chris podcast. Uh, concert T-shirts. Your thoughts? Can you wear the band's T-shirt, even the one you bought that night? There, is it only permissible to wear the old T-shirt, the vintage one? And what about other bands' T-shirts at a show? Yeah, okay. Right, we'll leave it at that. Okay, so we've got two more things that we need without a question to get to. Okay? I think so I where, know what they are. So, so where, where do you want to start? start? Where no, do you want to no, no, start no. first? It's you. It's um, you. 
because I, th- I think that I think the last topic is going to take a little bit more time. So so let's let's get to Game of Thrones. I knew you were going to pick that. For yeah. Me. And personally, I would have as well. Yeah. Seventeen point four million people watched the season eight premiere, which was a half million more people than the previous record the show had set for. It was either season one or episode one or the finale of season seven. But they set records. 17.4 million. There's a couple of interesting numbers here involved, Chris. One, and 11 million. Of those 17.4, 11 million watched. And this is just live viewers. Never mind torrents and everything else. People who are watching it the next day, I'm sure they've doubled that. Yeah, but without question. But this is people who didn't want the spoilers the next day, and this includes myself. Same. Right? So 11 million watched it on land-based... Haven't cut the cable cable. Mm-hmm. The remaining 6.4 of us watched it online, which I did. You watched it online as well? Uh, yeah, I streamed it through Crave. Yeah, so did I. Okay. Yeah, so did I. All right. Um, I loved it. I, I There was a little, like, my life flashed before my eyes at the beginning because it, it was it was it was buffering and fading in and out. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh great. really? Yeah, it was tough. Mine was uninterrupted. Yeah. Oh, man. I really got to get better internet, but, but that's, that's another thing. That's another thing. Um, yeah, I, I really love the, the ability to, to, to watch it online for sure. And it, it doesn't surprise me that a lot of people are, are searching for that. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot easier, you know? No, well, sure. Yeah. It's, it's easier. And I mean, you know, uh, somebody who's no longer in radio, uh, who's listening to the radio anymore and who's listening to podcasts yeah right? yeah for sure it's just everything and it's not to say that people don't listen to the radio anymore before anybody gets pissed off at me i a lot of people listen to the radio however there are a number of other opportunities that uh, really old school uh mediums of uh yeah traditional broadcast traditional mediums broadcast mediums thank you yeah no problem you should be paying attention to yeah it's i think really all it comes down to is making things like that available in whatever way people want to consume it. That's the secret. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, there's still people that have cable because cable it's, it's expensive, but you're getting a a cleaner view and and it's way more reliable and all that stuff. Right. Thoughts on Um, episode one. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I, I, I refill by the way. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, great. I was so excited to watch it. And I was so, so elated by the opportunity to see all these people together again. Same. The opening scene was phenomenal the way yes. they had them all these people like you had the the uh, unsullied marching on to winterfell and then you have like like Arya sitting there watching like every single plot point pass her by yep. it was just what the, what they were able to say with absolutely no words was remarkable and uh, i was i was just i loved it from start to finish there's nothing you in did. it that i didn't like yeah absolutely i uh, see i had one moment where i just went oh no the sure. show's jumping the shark and that was that whole dragon riding bullshit mm. no yeah you're right it was I was like I, the yeah. never ending story it was a disney film it was a little over the top for me i thought okay it's significant that john snow is riding a dragon within the plot line and everything else and those of us who have followed the show, those of us who haven't are going, these two guys are geeks. If you've watched the show and you're into the plot line and, 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 and the way the story is developed, that event is significant. But the way it was filmed and the way it was finished off, I just thought, 
it's kind of hokey. So I completely agree. And I think that the reason that it happened that way is because the season is going to be very short and they have to just from a, from a straight timing perspective. And I'm not, I'm not making excuses for yeah, it. No, I hear you. Yeah. You got to pack everything in. Right? The, yeah. You and got six episodes left. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and, and, and something as significant as that plot point, I feel like they have to establish that right away because he's probably going to be dragon riding dragons all next episode. Probably. Right. So it's like, they just had to get that out of the way and they, yeah. they wasted an opportunity to make like an incredibly powerful moment. And you're right. It, it, it was yeah, stupid. like that whole scene took up cripes, like over five minutes of the show. And yeah. I thought there's other things you could be doing. I get the significance of Jon Snow riding dragon. I, I just said that, but they could have, uh, my wife and I watched it a second time because we're geeks that way. And I went, okay, cut about two minutes in. Just went, okay, get it. He's riding the dragon. Great. Yeah, yeah. It was, it felt like, I don't know if, did you ever watch any of the Harry Potter movies? Yeah. It felt like kind of a ripoff of like the first time Harry Potter wrote a broomstick. Exactly. It's just the same thing, you know? I thought for the first time, because I, I entered Game of Thrones, I've, I, and I've, I've said this for the record on the podcast, I've never been a fantasy guy. I think I said it in the last one. Never been a fantasy guy. Never enjoyed that sort of stuff. My wife said, no, give this a try. And the whole time up until the first episode of this past season, I've gone, wow, okay, there's dragons and there's there's red witches and, and a little bit beyond the uh, limitations of, of uh, believability. And I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the show has managed it so well, but suddenly uh, it's the never ending story. Yeah, I. but beyond that, it's set up well for, I hope it's set up well for the rest of the season. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't mean to kind of derail the conversation, but I just wanted to let all of our listeners though, that I spilt wine on my notebook again. You did it. Ag- I f- Jesus, I, I, dude. I did it again. It's like, a, it's like a, wa- my notebook is now like a watercolor painting. Yeah. It, uh, we got to get a picture of that. I oh, I'll definitely get a picture you, of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it kind of looks like Toucan Sam puked on your notebook. Oh yeah. I've, I actually heard that Toucan Sam was, was a bit into the sauce, you yeah. know, so it wouldn't be out of, out of character if he was going to puke on knows. anything, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So did you, was there anything else you want to say about Game of Thrones? Is that good? Um, no, no. I, I, yeah. I, other than to say that. Yeah. That was, I hope the rest is better than the first episode. Okay, great. I yeah. hope it, I know they set up a lot of stuff and that was sort of a, you know, in order to move the story along, that episode was necessary, but get to the killing, get to the winning, get to the night king, get to the sword swinging, get to the sex, get to all the everything that made Game of Thrones or has made it to this point. Yeah, it felt like a housekeeping episode. It's yeah. setting up the, the whatever. And, 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 come on. Yeah, I don't really understand why they feel the need to rush this. Um, maybe they're running out of money, though I, I, I have a hard time <laughs> believing that. No, um, I think you're doing all right. Yeah, so yeah, it seems like, you know what, like just give him one more episode if it means that I don't have to see Jon Snow riding around like Harry you Potter and a fucking dragon. I, I will be licking yeah, my TV screen the same way I was on Sunday night, yeah, waiting for, sure. for the next episode. Okay, so last but not least, oh boy. last but not least, I think I recall 
Um, I think it was the sheets over there. Go uh, ahead, pull it up. What was it? What was it? Wednesday? Yeah, maybe, maybe around like like three or or, yeah. or maybe four o'clock. Yeah, there was there was the gauntlet was thrown down by by uh, everyone's favorite Ben McVie, saying that that the that the Boston Bruins were gonna take the Leafs uh, in five, the Leaf series um, in, in five. Um, just in, in case you were wondering, that's no longer possible, uh, because the Leafs, uh, took, took the, took the, the Wednesday's game, mm. um, and they're up to series two, one. Thank you, Pythagoras, <laughs> for your incredible mathematical analysis of the situation. Yeah, for sure. So it's Bruins in six. Whoa. Well, they got to win one in Toronto, right? Yeah. Game four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, so there's, I guess there's so much, like, so... Were you watching um, that last game? The last game, I am absolutely astounded they lost. Yeah. I, and it kind of scares me. I'll be honest with you because I thought, okay, they, they got slaughtered in game one. I wasn't shocked, honestly. Toronto, and I said this at the start of the series, they're a young, talented, fast team. They can score, and if their goalie plays well, they're very. They could win the series. I wasn't counting on Freddie Anderson, who, by the way, was their best player in Game Two, despite their four-one loss. Yeah, for sure. Freddie Anderson's been fantastic. Yeah. So is Mitch Marner. A bunch of people have shown up. Nazem Kadri's an idiot. Yeah, it's um and I know I'm a Bruins fan and I have Brad Marchand on my team. Here's the difference between Kadri and Marchand. Intelligence and talent. Because Kadri's dumb and he's just he's not as good as Marchand is. But they're both the same kind of player. They're agitators. I yeah, get it. Yeah, so so um normally my instinct would be to defend Kadri until the day that I die. Um, but that being said, like I, I, it wouldn't, it's, it's not unheard of to have a, a pest, uh, for the Leafs gets, gets suspended for doing something at a turn. Think Domi, think, uh, Tucker, think guys like that. You know what I mean? They, sure, they, Bruins they, have had yeah. tons of those too. See, see the, no, no, for sure. The, the, the problem is, is that Kadri is, is being counted on to, to be a significant contributor right. to this Leafs team. And by doing something that, that especially in hindsight, it, it was, was an absurdly selfish play. You're one year removed from a three-game suspension in last year's first round for yeah. his hit on Charlie Wingles, where he was eliminated for the rest of the series. Yeah. He had interviews and conversations with people in the media saying, no, no, I've grown up. I'm not going to be that guy anymore. And he comes out and does it in the same round. In the same spot on the ice. In the same spot on the ice against the same team. Yeah. This guy's dumb. He's dumb. I'm sorry. Well, no, no. I, I, the th- that's the thing is like, I, I feel like normally I would, I would defend him, but, but he's at a position now where, where he's, he's starting to harm the team's possibilities. The, the Leafs yeah. are, the Leafs are at a very small window of opportunity here. You have Tampa that's, I don't know where that game stands right now, but you have Tampa that's set to get knocked out. Um, Here's the thing. Everybody in the East has got to be licking their chops. Exactly. Especially the Leafs, the yep. Bruins, and the Caps yep. have to be licking their chops. Yeah, well, the Caps just got filled last game, too. So Five nothing? Yeah, so so I, I think... The Islanders are up 3 nothing. If, if, if Nazem Kadri being 
ejected from this series costs the Leafs the opportunity to advance the other season. I don't know how you recover from that. I trade him, and and I I think that's probably what would happen. I I just I like I I I'm one of those guys defend the blue and white, but that was a selfish play. He defended Marlowe, who didn't really need to be defended because he was completely fine. It was a touchy play. I understand that the the refing was absurd that whole game, but you know well, what? It was absurd. I yeah. mean, that knee on knee hit that Kadri took from. Um, it was from um, the same guy that he hit in the face. Uh, it'll come to me. Yeah, whatever. And just, but anyway, yeah. the knee on knee that he took, uh, DeBrusque. DeBrusque. The knee on knee that he took from DeBrusque was inexcusable. That was a dirty hit. Yeah. The dirty hit. Yeah. It's the refs just, let that game get away. But it was that so dumb. That, I mean, the, the knee on knee, you can watch the replay and go, that looks like a knee on knee, but that's a knee on knee. Okay. Once you've retired your knee heels, at least to the point where you can walk. Sure. When you're cross-checking a guy in the skull, he caught it in the neck, but watch the replay. He was cross-checking him in the head. Yeah, it was really he meant fucked to up. hit him in the head and throw him into the boards. Yeah. That was a dirty fucking hit. Yeah, yeah, it was really fucked up. And and there's it's really like like as a diehard Leafs fan, it's indefensible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's like Marshan last year with the face licking. Yeah, I thought okay, yeah, he's playing mind games. But after he did it a couple times, I just went, hey, "You're being an idiot." Yeah, yeah, but, the game. But even then, it's like one of those things where like you, I kind of like tip my hat to the ingenuity of it. You know, nobody's done it. It's like, it's like the, it's like when Sean Avery turned around to face bro and waved the, the stick in his the face. The waving of the stick. You know what? Nobody S- did that before. Slow, slow clap, brother. I, I appreciate it. Get it out of the game. Make a rule so it's not allowed anymore right. for sure. Right, right. But you know what? That's what, that's what, uh, that's what it is. That's kind of way, the way I saw it last year with Marshan was like, okay, uh, no, that's not really cool, but yeah. nobody's done that before. But, but having said that though, I, I think that the that the Leafs uh, at home matchup situation with the Lions is giving the Boston Bruins a lot of trouble, and and they didn't. It look, is. I don't think they looked great last night, um, and you know they're 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 kind of running. There, I, I feel like if their strategy is to pummel the Leafs into oblivion, like I, I think that can only steal you so many games, especially if if Bergeron and and Pasternak and Marchand are kept off the scoreboard because John Tavares is a complete force at this series. Tavares and Marner, yeah, so have been yeah incredible. I love I love the fact that both of the teams are stylistically so different and I, and I like to see it play out and and I again like I said I, I mean I'm not being an apologist I I, no, no, I no, have here's something I I'm sorry to interrupt but no here's and I I know we're going over time we'll, we'll fix this, all this up. Sure. But the Bruins are a fast team. This is not the same Bruins that won back in 2011. There's no Lucic. There's there's no Mark Recchi. They're not a rough and tumble team. They're I mean, not outside of a couple players that they have. They are David Backus and Chara, but Chara can't help but be rough and tumble. The man's a giant. Sure. But the Bruins are a fast team built on youth, mm-hmm. a lot like the Leafs. But yeah. for some reason, they're not as fast, I suppose, which is why they're still lumped into that. Oh, the big bad Bruins, they're just going to, you know, they rely on physicality and everything else. I don't see this team that way. That's I honestly fair. don't. That's fair. Um, by the way, you want an update? I love that. As of right now, 9.31 p.m. on, uh, what is it, Tuesday, Tuesday, April 16th, there is 4.47 left to go in the third period. The Blue Jackets lead the Lightning 4-3. to three. 
Oh. There's 1912 left to go in the third. The Islanders lead oh. the Penguins two to one. So it looks like two series sweeps. I don't. Thank you. I don't see the Lightning. Even if they win, to, even if they come back tonight, the Blue Jackets are going to win that series. Wow. I mean, wow. out of the two teams here, okay? So uh, the Lightning are down 3 nothing. The Penguins are down 3 nothing to the Islanders. If you're going to pick a team to come back from 3 nothing down out of these two, you picking the Penguins or you picking the Lightning? Um, I, I wouldn't really pick either of them. I, I, was, I haven't, like, I mean, probably the Lightning, you know? But I'll take the, like, the Penguins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I don't buy it, though. Um, yeah, I think, is that, is there any, I think that's it, right? Yeah. Um, there was the one thing that I wanted to say outside of this. Um, our friend, um, so our, our friend Patty, oh, yeah. our friend uh, Patty Volick, um, oh. yeah, she. Um, Thank God you remembered this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> She's okay. a dear friend, but. Yeah, no, that's you okay. You mentioned this before we got started. And yeah, please. Go yeah, ahead. so so, so um, uh, a really close friend uh, of ours, Patty Volick, is um, her, she lost her son to. Uh, complications of cystic fibrosis um what of a year ago probably a year on, on this one and it was really tragic and he was a really bright young kid and and uh i think i i don't know if he was maybe in his young in his early 20s if that you know and and i met him a couple of times he's a beautiful human being great artist anyways um they're going to be doing uh so so as a celebration of life um, for his, uh, when he passed last year, they did a little bit of like a variety show to, mm -hmm. to raise money for cystic fibrosis. They're going to be doing it again. Uh, it'll be May 25th um, at Showtime, Com uh, Showtime Comedy in St. Catharines. Yeah. $20 tickets. Uh, the proceeds go to cystic fibrosis uh, and you can get your tickets at Eventbrite. It's, it's called Paying It Forward. Again, it's May 25th. We'll share we'll share all the information on our Facebook page. So so if you want to go support that, you know what? Um, even if you just buy a ticket and don't go, you know, I get everybody's busy, but like you know, you you really just want to kind of support her. She's she's uh, they're trying to do some good things in 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 the face of kind of a situation that's that's far from ideal. So so shout out to those guys. Mackie was well into his twenties. He was a remarkable young man. He was best friends with my stepson. Uh, I watched that kid grow up. And he was a remarkable young man. I was, uh, yeah, no, I don't want to go too deep into the story, but uh, very close to Patty. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because it is something worth getting behind. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, um, you, it's situations like this is where you, where you really see that the, the, the generosity of people and, and the, it's a great opportunity to kind of support um, somebody that, that, you know, even if you didn't meet, meet him, it, it's safe to say that you, you would, you would love him and care Come for meet him. meet his mom did. and you'll understand why it means something to support this. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, we'll, we'll post that up there, but, I, but I think that's all we got for now. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks again for listening everybody. And, uh, this is the Ben and Chris show. We went how far over time this time? Yeah. We are sitting at like, we're closing in on an hour for Jesus, sure. Man, yeah. You've got like, a lot of editing to do. I know. 48 yeah. minutes. Yeah, well, yeah, I stopped the timer by accident. So it could be much longer than that jeez yeah thankfully you can edit out the part where i say suck <laughs> 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 all right see you guys peep <laughs>